The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable. And they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D, coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Nick Vargas, if you've never heard of him, he does art in our cafe. Jared Truby. Wiggly. Art curator. What's Wiggly? The foam ball? Tightened it. It'll hold top of the old microphone. Um, Yep. What's new, bro? Well, everybody, uh, we just launched an event going into... (laughs) (laughs) Are we on the internet? We're on the internet. Oh, okay. For real, Radio on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're active. um, Yeah, so actually pretty psyched. There is... We briefly mentioned it, but we have officially launched what will be an event in Australia for those of you down under. Is that, you, is that how you guys say it? Straya. Straya, yeah. And uh, it's with uh, Collective Roasting Solutions, CRS. CRS? And uh, yeah, CRS. Sounds like a terrible disease that you might get. <laughs> it's not, though. It's not, though. They help you roast your coffee. They make it tight, like and right. And I'm at it forward. And we're going to do uh, like a three-day event in Sydney and also Melbourne. So, so wait, that's is, new. Is CRS like a, is it like a Berkeley Coro kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, it's a Coro style thing. Space? Uh-huh. And so they'll, you know, they'll run you through that. So they're they're doing their thing in Sydney, and I think it's like a similar thing to where we had Tim and Tim on, and they do their thing in Melbourne. Oh, the Varneys, the Varn, the Varn, and the Williams. Yeah, <laughs> call them the Varneys. The Var- <laughs> their company is called Varney Solutions in in Melbourne. Sorry, one of you has a better last name than the other one, yeah. so we'll just go with that. Yeah. Anyway, so it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be a three day event. You can check it out on on Map It Forward's uh, page, CRS, and, and it's a mine. website. Those are all websites. It's a they social media bright. handle. Yeah, it's a social media handle. And uh, Al Keatings from Supreme is gonna be on the bill, and myself and Matt Pega. Al's got some style, dude. He's so he's. You know what's funny about him? He's he's no more in the beanie. He oh, is, no more in the beanie. No, he's started to become on um, purposefully less recognizable. Why? You know, I why would you not through the want grapevine, attention? I heard that he is trying to stop taking as much of the spotlight and start passing some of the spotlight to more of his team. So on the next, I think he's actually doing a podcast with uh, Lisa Farr on the IMAP at Ford podcast, and he's coming on with a younger person to help promote some of the future of his company, hmm. which is an interesting thing. So yeah, he's lost the beanie. He does not wear the beanie anymore, which I I was very sad about. I heard about that yesterday. Because I like the beanie. The Zisu style was tight. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love yeah, to talk to him in person. I have no idea. I wonder if that's good or bad. Yeah, I don't I don't know the approach. Cause, but I'll find out in October. I mean, obviously... Because <laughs> I'll be hanging Bringing someone up is good. Yeah, I mean, we're about that. But if you have a certain amount of 
whatever you want to call it, social capital. He's and then you take stuff. that off the table, yeah. you might be hurting everything he's in a weird apparently way. he's going into a great tra- track suit i heard he had oh, a track suit yeah, jets, it's like jets intelligentsia 2007 so sick <laughs> those fucking idiots Maybe showed up just in track morphing. suits you remember oh, that dude i forgot about that it was they like the, the mighty ch- ducks like they were the rich kids like the with german the iceland blue, team. like yeah they're oh, like oh and we were like the jamaican bobsled team like just trying to pull out a w <laughs> which we did it was good <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I got a shirt with needles You're still in it, and I'm wearing it on stage. I just took it out of the bag. I got it from Sears. <laughs> check out me. these. Check out these <laughs> crease marks from the perfect fold in every angle. <laughs> so bad. It's like a new pair of Dickies. You're all, what's up, dude? I was, <laughs> so, dude, yeah. Except Dickies are supposed to look like that. That was funny. That oh was my god, super funny. Yeah, it's all going down. Plus, we have our leadership retreat. We're about to hire our freaking coordinators. It's been probably the most hectic two weeks since like opening stores, but that's fine. Things come in waves, is what I'm noticing. There's some weeks where you, you know, you're always working, but you have, oh yeah, my schedule is like fairly flexible. Like, sure, I could meet on Tuesday. And yeah. then there's some pockets of time where you can't see the end of the hole and you're just like, cool yeah i'm in it i can't i don't know when i'm gonna be able to meet with you two weeks have been like that now or two and a half but i after this owner owner this leadership offsite i after think there's gonna owner. be there's gonna be time for me which i'm actually excited about i'm planning to just kind of like hang out on the floor for an hour or two every day and take a lot of the big projects with the exception of my talks in australia off the table and and kind of just be around with with less focus on all the projects i think we we sort of overloaded ourselves a little bit purposefully <laughs> well, i mean we do it every every time all the time <laughs> but it's, it's good though it's it all well bad. intentioned because mm-hmm. you see something you want it to be better you've got ideas and you go and you just go yeah you stack them up but so we're banging it out that's I'm, the cool thing right it's like I'm, almost I'm done. with you though i got i went behind bar a little bit abbott square yesterday hung out with a crew like made some drinks with sam and nicole and it was super fun and you just got back from Coffee Fest, got which we haven't back. talked about. Yeah, I was very motivated to make latte. Lattes. Very latte. Are you going to do some never pulling through shots? Or are you a pull through guy? I don't know about that. I know. I don't either. Although I'm trying to not, I'm trying to not hate on the latte. My latte journey it was just like fucking so emotional and stressful for me. <laughs> it was watching the Coffee Fest latte art well, throwdown. Uh, here's the thing. Whatever they it, call it, championship. Yeah, I mean. So I haven't been to Coffee Fest for like 10 years. Sure. Like I didn't go to a Coffee Fest for 10 years. And then with the first Coffee Fest and the Latte Art competition was the first competition that I ever went to. So the first one I went to was in Vegas. And I went with Serrano. It was high stakes. And I was this whole thing to where I was doing those crazy... The wraparounds. The wave, like yeah. the wave things, and not a lot of people were doing them, which I just stole it from Bronwyn. But a lot of people can't she, still do them. She wasn't in the circuit then, so right. I was like doing the wave thing, and like then you you'd submitted three drinks, and then you they score them, and then you pick the one that you thought would win. Right. So I made like a wave, and people were like, "I think they're saying that that one's like not symmetrical." So I like picked a Rosetta or something that wasn't that good. And the judges came up to me afterwards and they're like, "Yeah, if you would have picked this other one, you would have won the whole thing." And I was like, "Tight, good to know." <laughs> but, <laughs> also, well, I hate lattes now. I competed there. No, then I, I competed in Seattle, got third, and then I won in Chicago, right. which was like the first thing that I ever won. But this thing happened to where people were starting to think of me as like this latte art dude, right? 
at the time. Like yeah, you would uh, never uh, think that now, but this is like 2007. You right. know, this is way back in the day. And I was like, I don't really want to be that guy. Yeah. I, I was like more interested in the barista competition. So I just kind of dropped the whole like latte art thing. <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Got anymore. like incrementally better every year, but not in any intense way. Right. And I was just, I want to be a, a well-rounded barista person. But because of that, I just kind of ignored that whole world, which is kind of a bummer. And then 10 years later, 10 years later, which all credit to nicely, honestly, because I, you know, you look at latte art on Instagram, there's obviously like a ton of talented people, but the things that weren't connecting for me, which are the things that don't connect across all the platforms. It's the reason I get bummed about the barista competitions is I think the best competitions should mirror like the skills that you use every day on bar right. at work so that the best barista actually has a chance of winning those competitions. 100%. And with some of the latte art stuff that was going on at the time, like, like etching, I was never a fan of no. some of the crazy combination pours that are pretty impressive, but it's like, if you took the time to do that in a cafe, right. I'm kicking you off bar. Cause you're not going fast enough. Right. You're, you're just like, like, yeah, twist the cup, pouring so slow, twist the cup, pour it again, twist it, pour it again. And like, that got me kind of bummed to yeah, where that like two was minutes like, of pour. that was like the hotness or whatever. Right. So I was basically just like, fuck latte art competitions, <laughs> not into it. But, hanging out now with nicely a lot we right. got to visit him a lot and seeing his passion for it and being reintroduced through that to that community through him and just what it's been able to do for him personally and his business right. and like his whole thing with the slow zeta or whatever which is like a unique like interesting take that, on board that they pour every day on bar and you can pour those fast and you can pour them like functionally you know right and, but Anyway, that was like the segue back in, and I'm so glad that he did that because I just found like a new energy around it, like being there. Right. I remember that. I mean, those vibes, every time you go to competition, you kind of come back ready to go a little bit. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty fun. And I guess that's the whole point of even going to any coffee event ever, hopefully for you, is that you come back energized to be better. But I, yeah, I still remember going to bat with Nicely about latte art back in the day and how it's still important and you should be able to pour it fast and well in a cafe setting. And, you know, that was really early on. And like, the, I think it was on Coffee we had it or maybe Coffee Geek or one of those, you know, stupid. You're having a forum war, we, dude. we did have a forum war. And then there was these people in Seattle who were like, it doesn't matter. And we're like, it does matter. It's like planning your food. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And it, I remember nicely it like got my back super hard and I, we were fighting with some people together. It was like nicely and I against four other nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerds. It was so funny cuz I want to know who those really people was. were like, like uh, I remember in. oh man, one of them's a bartender now and then Here's there, the, there's a couple culprits, but yeah. There's totally. like a couple things that I never really understood to where it's like when people say latte art doesn't matter but it's like, why would you not do it? Like, <laughs> I know. It takes just as much time to pour a Rosetta that does to like physically pour the milk into the yeah. cup. But you have to wiggle your arm. And you could pour it maybe faster if you didn't, but then you'd have like be splashing and have bubbles and all that stuff. It's like, you're not wasting any time. Yeah, I mean, minimum, you could pour a Crusher Heart every single time without doing, without without doing compromising anything. Any, anything at all. Yeah, and I'm just like, why, like, why, why would you bypass that in fact i th actually think you could yeah you, you could pour like a nice layered heart faster than anything else i'm talking about you're the milk like, out with the wiggles and everything yeah i'm saying the only way it'd be faster to just dump milk in there is if you like literally just like 
you had milk in yeah. your pitcher and you just, just went flip, free fall flipped your hand yeah, over so fast everything. and splashed everywhere right you would never do that anyway because you don't want to make a mess would. so you might as well put latte art on that thing they're all or you put a strainer on like a bartender and just blast it you're like, what no dude <laughs> so i never got that but then sometimes i would talk a little bit of shit about the really intense latte art only because i was like this you would never do this in the cafe it just takes too long some of that stuff but now I have the appreciation for it as its own like little standalone talent. You've changed. I've changed. And I, it's just like... I can change. Good for I you. I mean, partially I've changed and partially I haven't changed to where it's like... <laughs> fair. I still believe in the functional barista. Yeah. And I, I like believe so much in baristas who do it every day. And I want there to be a forum for those people to be recognized for their contribution. Right. The people that crank it like day in and day out and do really awesome stuff. But I can also look at these things like as just their own little interesting fun skills. Yeah. So like this may, this actually is going to sound terrible, but I actually am saying it. Uh, are you saying that these people are maybe almost more like performers than they are baristas in that context? Yeah, absolutely. Right? For sure. Right. And like I you're think- an actor. You don't actually barista like this barista over here would if you wanted to give them the title, right? And I think we've seen that in the WBC for years. It totally makes sense. There's a precedent for it. And then the same thing for latte art, you know, it's maybe I'm not making a fair judgment because I don't know what a lot of those people do, but I just know the people that I know that I'm aware of in the space aren't necessarily production baristas working on bar every day. Oh, for sure. But some of them are. I mean, Nicely works a lot of bar. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much only. <laughs> he works. He works a ton of bar. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, get I, that. I, I think that different spaces reward different skills. But, yeah. And they should, I guess. And, and it's That's totally fine. That's right. chill. I just like maybe I really just want a space for normal baristas you just to love be the recognized. Barista. Yeah, I'm just like, can somebody give these people a pat on the back somehow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they're they're legit. They're tight. They're working hard. But, crushing customer service. Yeah, the, but watching the people pour was awesome. And I saw the pours. I mean, seeing, they're insane. Like, the, there's some insane pours. Like that dude, Umpal, he was just doing like 80,000 weird. Yeah. It was crazy. He had a really intense combination of pours. Like Rosetta, Rosetta, Tulip, 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 Swans on both sides, Thingy Stack. It's like the most fucked up shit. But he did it He did it really symmetrical. I was super impressed. I was like, whoa, because some of them look like crap. Right. Like they're just not balanced. They're not. Yeah, there's nothing there it stuff. just looks like trash but his are really really clean and he had them really really consistent he was uh warming up before he went on he had water in his pitcher and the cups that he was pouring into and he's just like sitting on the side like on deck circle just like doing the pattern over and over again with water it's so intense just like fully locked in i guess those those pe- it's for the people who it, love that stuff they're get them they're get down it. yeah and, i could never it made I have me, zero patience for it. Yeah. I couldn't do pours like that. I don't even know if I could physically do pours like that. But I mean, no, I guess I you do, have like, to four spend a ton of in a time. But, I did a gangster three Rosetta, four Rosetta the other day. And I was like, oh, that's actually more symmetrical than I, when I was working on bar all the time, which was very weird. Yeah. But I mean... I mean, it made me want to pour lattes. It made me want to be better. It made I me think, think in some fucked up way. I was like, man, what if I could compete in one of those things? You should. It would. I would need a lot of practice. I just want, yeah, I like contrast the most, which is why I like slow Zettas, or I even like just Rosettas with a lot of dark shading in between each leaf. Yeah, hollow. Yeah, but like other than that, I actually, even though I understand and I see those pictures and I'm like, that is super impressive. For some reason, they're not as aesthetically pleasing to me. I agree with you. I don't know why. I think... Maybe it's because they're busy. Maybe I it's really, too busy. I really love, yeah, they're really smashed in. 
I just feel like the ones that are okay. I just anything that's tulipy. Well, it's because tulips like yeah. it's just not as impressive to me. Same. Because um, tulips like the one you could learn so easy and you can kind of cheat it a little bit art. more. You can kind of smash it in, yeah. which I think is why I like the big hollow rosettas or like the more classic ones like you because it you're kind of out there there's no fixing it if you messed up you're just kind it's of ugly it's ugly <laughs> yeah, it's dumb and then really that's probably even more true with like the slows that uh oh. that, like nicely's pouring because there's so much empty space right that any little you can't like smash it in with another layer right you know what i mean you can't do like a couple more wiggles and like push it forward you can't you know, you're committed. It's, it's just out there. Yeah, you you did it or you didn't. You're like in the zone with right. it. Yeah. So, but There's that's simplicity. just like, you know. I guess it's like Apple, dude. And I see people... Sleek and pretty. Yeah, I see people do the ones that are, you know, tulipy and layers. And it's amazing how well they do them. Like, to get something that is perfectly symmetrical on both sides with like the perfect even slice through and the contrast. It's not easy. No, I love the the look of like a really perfectly symmetrical fanned out even though it's really thin like just lots of those layers that are really and it's almost like the i like that the layers are symmetrical you know like the spacing is exactly yeah. the same that's pretty to me but i don't need to see 36 layers of that i could see three and it'd be equally as pretty as one slow zeta. yeah or even like two honestly or even a heart with that many layers Perfect. i love the little like loopy layered yeah heart it just i don't know it feels good it feels natural it feels whatever it's connected but anyway, I'm hyped. So on, latte art was sick. Hyped on latte <laughs> art right fest now. Was sick. Gonna pour some lattes. A latte a day. I've never been to a coffee fest. It's a pretty terrible show. <laughs> I mean, the, <clears throat> seriously, the the oh. only reason to go there is the people? world latte art open thing. I mean, if you, oh yeah, the people for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, no. But I was like, thinking, do you qualify? You qualify from there to go to worlds. Yeah, I don't even know how like it works. US I need to look into this. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm putting the video working. together now, so I need to brush up on the rules. But I, I'm sure there's some. But there's other. There's like another open maybe in New York or something like that. Okay, so there's multiple. I don't oh, know. That's how, right. There are multiples. In the I don't know how it feeds the circuit, but there are people from all over the world there. So there's like a. Thing. So this is uh, you know, there's, there's people like from like global Korea entries there. for world. Cool. So it's big. But obviously, it has the draw. It's got the draw. The the trade show is just like a trade show you know it's smaller than sca people sell blenders you can take a class costco sells blenders i'm like (laughs) costco sells blenders and you can maybe take a class somewhere else or maybe you can't it there was examples at all places at all places and coffee fest someone in the wholesale base camp zach at lynn hall wrote in and he was a little curious about the BGA and mm-hmm. the SCA as far as education breast competitions and I'm really waiting for there to be more options and maybe this is like a call to action for us to where we can like step up and do something, we'll do something. but the level of education is like really tough out there for the money right for what you pay to go to an event I mean let's take this weekend, not even the big boy, just like Coffee Fest. Right. Entry to the show is cheap. It's like sixty-five bucks, sixty-three bucks. But then that's just depe- to walk around. Depending though, right? on what classes you take, you might spend you know a couple hundred bucks on classes. Then right. you spend some money for travel if you're not from there. So you end up with like a decently large check. But I don't feel like 
people are getting really good like custom tailored education. Oh, I'd, I'd be willing to bet they aren't for sure. I mean, yeah, I feel you. Well, I'm not there, so I can't call it, but it's hard. I'd assume to get custom tailored education. Even at SCA, you know, you've been to SCA mm-hmm. classes before. And if you're on the BGA track, well, I'm not knocking the work that anybody does. The it's, work is hard. For the money that you pay, you could learn far more from like an independent party. Yeah. So if well, someone's like, hey, sure. I want to pay you just this much money to teach me stuff. Like, here's the issues that I'm having with my business. Right. Because a lot of the times you have to teach ubiquitous blank business statements or whatever approaches to things like this broad sweeping this is probably helpful for you i don't know where you're at in your journey but maybe or totally i don't know no i I do that i think that's why i like talking so much about culture because that that is like applicable now for anybody anywhere so i get really hyped on that and then it comes down to how creative they can be with you know utilizing what we would talk about and in their own context because it would work you know it's like what we talk about are some truths but yeah i feel you that's hard. Yeah, it's so weird. there's some there's something missing. I think there's something missing in the educational space. Oh gosh, there was something. Yep, I lost it. There was something that I thought was going to be a really interesting thing to talk about right then, but we tangented just enough that it's gone oh, now. I'm sorry. No, I it's good. Do you want to take a moment to shout out everybody that came to say hi at the show? Because there was a lot of good energy around the cat and cloud scenario, mm. and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came up, said what's up. The chairman meowing and shared the shared the magical love because oh, it means a lot. I was going to talk about, yeah, they're not doing like barista camps anymore. Now they're trying to do this other thing called access, which I have no idea. What I it's saw about. that in Austin. I think it is. Sure. Yeah. It's like trying to keep it going, but I mean, it sounds like there's no funding for a barista camp or something, nobody to run it, which is pretty classic and happens. So fair enough. And yeah, that was just, I guess that was in the tip of like getting people together and learning, but I wonder. I wonder. I just wonder. I just don't. I just feel like understand. there's not a lot of soul in specialty coffee right now. To be honest with you, what do you mean? Like in the specialty coffee, like coming from the SCA there, or like the I whole just say industry? Like the whole industry is just a mishmash of people. Kind of. There's there's a lot of different voices. It's almost like the industry got niched out a little bit. There's a lot of different niches in it now and there's less unification than there used to be. And I know that some of that is our own faults and there's a lot of learning to be done, but I just feel like especially coffee is in disarray and there's like not a lot of, I mean, sure. There's a ton of human beings who are interested, obviously, because they show up to coffee fest and they show up to global specialty coffee, whatever expo that we go to. There's a lot of people who show up, but there used to be a lot more, camaraderie and it feels like than there is now across the board mm. if, it just feels more niche like company to company people to people yeah or? company to company for sure i mean yeah and there's still people to people but i just feel like maybe there's less i don't know how i feel about it it just feels like it's different it's uh, different is the best way i could explain it it feels like there's less excitement. It's, yeah, you know, but I then thought there's that also for a, a while, young group too who's really hyped. What so. I saw this last weekend was a lot of camaraderie, right. and a lot of excitement, is and maybe a lot of like really passionate people who were like as much as they were competing against each other were in it together. You know what? Maybe I'll find out because we're going to go to the Spro Coffee Labs thing uh, at the end of the month because you know what it might be? It might just be like the Bay Area. I think the Bay, it Bay, might Bay, Area, be the Bay Area is funky right now. Dude, 
I agree. That with, might be what I it is, and I live that here on the Bay Area, right? Because I go down to L.A. and I feel refreshed. Right. I go to San Diego and I feel psyched. feel refreshed, and I don't get that feeling from the Bay. And I've actually heard like little grumblings of that from people in Southern California and other places to where they're like, something about the Bay feels pretentious. Do you guys feel that? Well, well Silicon like, Valley is right next door, so yes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, we're, we're lucky to be in Santa Cruz, yeah, which is nice because we're a little bit removed from the Bay proper. But I, I totally feel that. Maybe that's feel, what it is. I feel more welcome in Southern California. Like the scene is more welcoming than it is in the Bay Area. 100%. I'm like legit nervous to go to Bay Area, especially coffee events, and that sucks. Yeah, you know, I guess <laughs> It just probably... doesn't feel as like warm and fuzzy for whatever reason. I don't know why. I'd actually argue that it's because the Bay is so effing expensive. Nobody's able to live a happy life here. We're <laughs> <laughs> just fucking maxed out They're all the time. always stressed, always maxed out. And when that happens, you inevitably start like looking to be frustrated. You just get grumpy. Anyway, that's like a whole other world to speak of. <laughs> but I think you're right. I retract my statement that all especially coffee feels that way. Because at the same time, being on like a little live announcement on Instagram last night, all the people who showed up to that announcement for CRS and they have, they have like a good amount of followers, but I mean, they're like under 10,000 followers on Instagram, but they had like a legit following of people show up to the live announcement. And I'm like, interesting because people are engaging. They're like showing and I'm wondering if that happens in LA, like you said, and that happens in a lot of places, but maybe in the Bay Area, it's like, maybe everybody's like kind of fighting with each other. I think there's, yeah, I think there's definitely energy out there. And then maybe people, I don't know what's wrong with people in the Bay, dude. What are you guys doing? What's going on? I'm talking to myself too. Whatever. We should, we got to probably make something we happen. We have to do something. We have yeah. to do something about that. We have to be. Because I want to be energized. We got to be the catalyst. I, it was like, dude. Even locally in our we town. We should have an event. Right? It was, I mean, it was super exciting to be down there. And it was, I don't even know what to say. Except well, for it was awesome to feel like, feel like that. You know, We talked about that even just locally. We got Verve in 11th hour, like right down the street, <laughs> companion and more showing up to the table. And it's like why not get us all together and do six stuff there is an interesting thing that i noticed that maybe this doesn't have as much to do with um community or whatever but i feel like there's almost a little bit of a changing of the guard yeah for sure in my mind so rewind 10 years five years whatever however many years every years there wasn't a ton of really good coffee out there and where you mm-hmm. went to get like the good coffee were these small independent shops that like really, really cared about their preparation and cared about what they were doing. Fast forward, <clears throat> all of those shops that have been carrying the torch who have been the leaders in specialty coffee. I think I'm getting better coffee elsewhere. I think right. I'm doubling back into now seeking out coffee from again smaller and independent shops and the quality is there Mm -hmm. the people seem to care a lot more and i get better vibes even though they maybe don't have as access to like as much of like a powerful green buying program or like Mm -hmm. maybe the coffee of the quality like green actual quality like isn't as high right but you can kind of sense that there was more Care. care in the roasting more care on the production like mm-hmm. i went to that place no ghost bears right and they use espresso from a 
company that I've never heard of called Suits and Knives roast their coffee. <laughs> and I was just like, dude. what the fuck is this? And the coffee was really good. Yeah. Like the coffee was really good. And the espresso was like nice. It was one of those interesting things to where the um the gloss, like the sheen on the espresso sheen. was so shiny. Dude. Sheen, dude. It we was so shiny. And it was so much so that people were commenting on my Instagram story like, dude, I haven't seen a shot like that in a minute. Since those back in the Intelli days when they had it somehow. And it, yeah, and it wasn't Remember like that? a it wasn't like a ristretto shot, you know, it was right. a proper like volume shot and that sheen. And it was just it was like so like slippery and nice. Like, hey, your Charlie's looking nice. Charlie right was now. in the game. <laughs> But those are the experiences that are blowing my mind, and the people who were driving the train five years ago are just kind of settled into like, cool, we do what we do. But maybe, maybe, maybe this like lull that we're experiencing is this like dead time where other people are coming up from the underground, ready to like grab the torch and run with it. In well, some I just weird want way. Heather Perry back at the top. Actually, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I, Fuck, just, I just want Heather Perry back at the top. Running that thing, dude. There's only one champion. There's only one Heather Perry, dude. dude. There's only one Heather. She's like, I'm fanboy for life for Heather I would pick Perry. Heather for just about anything. Me too. She's From like, the, like she's someone to back you up on bar to where if Heather. you were if you were going to get in a fight with Heather. a bunch of weird people, Heather. Heather for sure. <laughs> she box. Take, take she Heather kill. In my corner. She win. She tight. Bring <laughs> Heather. I'm in. Bring back Heather. Yeah, dude. Hashtag bring back Heather. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. She got this thing, dude. Run this shit. Heather 2020, dude. Yeah. I learned that from John Oliver, you guys. It's not my own thing. It's it's borrowed. <laughs> it's borrowed. <laughs> it's a borrowed thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that, these are just things I've been thinking about. I honestly could barely think. <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I'm starting. I feel like as of yesterday, I was starting to come out of the woods. Although, if I was to be honest, I still haven't ironed out 100% what I'm talking about on our leadership offsite. <laughs> You too. Or? Welcome, dude. Sick, dude. Welcome. I am like, I have so much stuff to do today. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the fifth day this week. No, okay. So the fourth day this week that I'll have started. This is the latest I've started for one. I got up at six forty today, but it's been like work between five thirty and six to start, and like getting home at like six or seven at night. I don't know why, but it's my own fault a little bit, and it's good. <laughs> We're gonna be through the woods. Of a, like a lot of big projects, but I think the offsite is going to be very refreshing. Yeah, I'm going to just just pound some Syrah. That's not although true. it looks drink. like in the schedule there's a place for us to talk about what we were going to talk about, but maybe not an additional place for to present an idea like we were talking about. Or is that all rolled into one? I you, think I'm actually going to talk about that as my presentation. Oh, <laughs> I really do. Actually, that was part of, part of what. I want to talk about is anyway, whatever. I don't know what we're talking about. Sneak peek. Yeah. I, just want, I to. want to, no, I do. I want to put together a, a professional and cultural development program. I'm about to see a three dimensional printer go off and Uh-oh. it's freaking me out in a good way. I just saw a human being named Mike. We're here. Great Mike's guy. house, everybody. And, uh, he's got a 3d printer and he just inserted an SD card <laughs> into the side of it. <laughs> he's just, Oh, I don't know. man, I think you should turn it what on. What are you going to print? What do you want? He says, well, I can tell you what I don't want. I do not want hand-printed guns. Other than that, whatever you want. Machine-printed. <laughs> yeah, it's machine-printed. We're not good. Not printed by hand. I know. What's up with that? everybody says shit's made by hand? There's nothing made by hand. I'm Cabinetry, actually... Have maybe? you seen one of these live before? Uh, A machine? No, I've only seen them in pictures. Machines! So Mike 
we've we've known Mike for man. When did we meet you, Mike? Ten years ago, probably Mike? now, almost. Do you know what? You might have some. We're gonna get the oh, levels in. It won't turn on. I can't activate it while it's going. Never mind. It's not on. Whatever, Mike. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Mike made us breakfast. Mike did make us breakfast. Some nice Mikey. carne asada. No, it's the mic's fine. It just won't let me activate the channel Whoa, while we're dude. in record mode. Oh, that's fine. We've been activated. Uh, Zoom audio. Your H6N is a piece of shit. Mm, it's got H1N1. It actually sounds good. Sounds so, pretty good. So yeah. Anyways, Mike made us breakfast. We had a great time. We had our owner meeting. But uh, anyway, yeah. I want. I do. I do want. We so, have so much talent. We have so much inspirational, inspiring people actually who have so much knowledge. I mean, Kristen, whoever follows me on the Insta web, Insta saw that web. she just taught our whole team uh, a, a little class on communication, and it went over amazingly well, and our team is actually focused on that. But what's cooler than that is I think we have at least 15 people who I could count on teaching an amazing class in our company about something very applicable, very tangible that will positively change your life. And so I kind of feel like we have to pursue that Sounds that's all to i'm me. gonna say so we're going to that's awesome amongst everything else and here's what else yeah i'm going to disneyland in december and that's all i can think about right now because <laughs> i need a vacation <laughs> hey no, no no true story also another props to disneyland they've they've upped their game 15 dollars an hour sure they're also starting to pay for tuition for college for employees that are full-time mm. so they're 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 starting to figure it out they're again. back yeah people go through the dark ages i think i'm gonna give them some grace on that the you're, gonna, you're gonna let it slide a little yeah. bit that's fair what are you gonna do <laughs> well i'm i mean for our offside i'm talking about that employee development suite which is basically a way to track without going into too much detail because we'll wrap it up probably in the next episode just a way to ensure that people end up in the jobs that are right for them with the feedback that they deserve based on real world experiences and tracking not just what people are passionate about but what they actually do and excel so oh this is crazy there's a robot in the living room wait don't you have to put something in it is it already in there it's a machine i'm so confused right it now. makes its own way I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch oh my god. But Johnny along, Five is alive. Along with that, there was supposed to be like a little snippet where we talked about some idea or concept. Right. And mm, that's yep. what I really don't have, and that's what I didn't see the time slot for. So I didn't know if those piggybacked one after another. I think Chuck forgot to put in that whole presentation that's like the one of the main portions of this weekend, because we worked on a whole thing and then you're finishing it up right now and killing it. That's and uh, that's like one of the main reasons we're going on this thing. That's what I'm... Uh, anyway, that's what I was talking about. That's what I didn't see in the thing. But, you know, it could be weird. Jared saw something weird. I don't know. Somebody just is like, yeah, I, I meant... I put up that little video of this thing that everybody's going to be able to watch. Whoa, it's just shooting out some goo. And uh, <laughs> that goo is going to get hard. Is this going to be... Uh, what is it making? Rebel Alliance. It's the Batarang for sure. I can tell immediately. Oh, wow. Gonna, dude, there can is. we have it? Yeah. All right. We should the first person to give comment Batarang on our latest Instagram post, I'm going to send you this Batarang. Whoever You're hears this welcome. first. <laughs> Whoever hears and sees. The first Batarang I see on Instagram when In this the goes out on United Monday. States. Yeah? I think we could ship a Batarang to Europe for pretty cheap, right? What about Singapore? 
In the continental United States. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what just happened to me. They're like, oh, you're going to Australia. Why don't you pop on over to Singapore? And I'm all, yeah, totally. I, <laughs> Why don't what you just the hell, pop man? on over? I yeah, want to know about people who live that life yeah, where they just like just pop, pop on over I know, to Singapore. I kind of get mad. I'm just like, what the fuck do jealous. you think this is? Yeah. And it's like they're they're trying to be funny and nice. They'd be like, there's somebody to be stoked to see you. And I'm like, totally. I fucking wish I could do anything like You're that. You're all, hey, I'm going to be in Australia. Why don't you pop over here? Yeah, it's like, I don't know if you know, but Australia is the other side of the world. I already, me. I already <laughs> flew 13 fucking hours. 15. You, you take your happy ass from Singapore. Come on down to meet me. <laughs> Dude, I I'll tired. take you out for a fucking ham sandwich. Maybe a croissant. I just got a text about best Peking duck in Sydney from a friend, Phil. That's great. Phil's at local tech. Phil? Phil. He was in Hawaii with us. He's, he got a job with Espre- uh, Mr. Espresso. Phil. Wait, that's the local one, right? Mr. Espresso? I get um, this. I always Mr. do this. Mr. Espresso's in Oakland. You're thinking of Pacific Espresso. Pacific. I always do that. I'm sorry, Phil. Pacific Espresso, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was over. He's friends with Nicole. He was over. And me as he well. He doesn't care about you, First Phil. friends. He's friends with Nicole, but not, he's not yeah. my friend. You're not my friend. This guy, Phil. You're not my real dad, Phil. Phil, you better pay the piper. <laughs> if this duck's not on point, I'm never calling you again, Phil. <laughs> I love duck. Phil. Can't wait to eat some fucking duck. Parting word of wisdom for the podcast today. I gave one last week that was pretty okay. solid, dude. Well, I'll, just, I'll end on a book recommendation. I just read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You finished that fast. Finished it. It's a quick read. Did you finish it, Mike? Yeah, Mike blasted through it, too. You could read it in a couple of days. You could get down, but it's um, if you pick it up, it's a worthwhile read. Get through the first chapter, because the first chapter is him just really driving the point home. So he says the word fuck about 3,000 times, and you're wondering, is the whole book going to be like this? Right. And it's not. Um, it gets into some deeper stuff. He's just blowing off steam to start a thing off. It's just kind of like that thing we talked about before, where it's like sensationalism to get your attention, yep. and then it settles into uh, a little bit more, okay. actually a lot, a lot more substance but i mean he talks about a lot of different things he talks a, a lot a bit of, a lot a lot a bit a bit a lot i say that a lot a bit a lot a bit you say that a bit about reframing some things tells some really powerful stories and actually ends on a terrifying note the last chapter is called and then you die <laughs> cool. where he talks about death and the kind of contrast between life and death where he tells the story of his friend who tragically died like at the end of a party who ended up jumping off a cliff into some water and died down there and um <clears throat> oh man i'm I'm going to do a terrible wrap-up because i just got a little a little emotional but if you put it in the context of the rest of the book if you have things that you want to do or dreams that you want to attain you're going to die anyway, so there's no reason to not seek out those mm, things. Right. And on the flip side of that, which goes more along the lines of not giving a fuck, life is way too short to let these little annoying, stupid things like rule how you interact with yourself, your friends, mm. or anything. And a lot, there's a lot of noise that happens in the world, and you, just you gotta, all of it. You got to tune it out and focus on the things that are the most important to mm. you. And that's what he really means by not giving a fuck. It's not not giving a fuck about anything. It's right. about only giving a fuck about the things that are the most Super important. important. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. There's a difference between not giving a fuck and indifference. Right. Because people who are indifferent are actually psychopaths. The, that's no, <laughs> or no sociopaths. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's that's not what he means. So um, it's a good it's a good solid read, dude. I would I would dip into that. I'm actually excited. I got a book. It just showed up, and it's called the Tao the Tao of Pooh. 
and I can't of wait. Poo? Yeah, like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I've heard of that book. Yeah, I just got it, and yeah. I think it's a it's you know it's a different take on what you're talking about though. Yeah. Focusing on the things that are important. It's interesting how when you get into books in these spheres, it's a lot of re people reinterpreting the same things. Yeah, which is cool because when you hear different stories, it drives home different right. different thingies. I just started another book. Uh, what is it called? Oh, Thinking in Bets. And oh. it's written. You're talking percentages here. Yeah, it's. I just started it, so it's really early. But I heard the woman who wrote it on a podcast. But it's kind of making the call that there's a certain amount of luck involved in everything. Heard that life is far more like a poker game than it is a chess game. Aha! Uh-huh. So the idea is to be able to you know make decisions and navigate life while having a bunch of imperfect information. Dude, that's and sick. Not letting things like only our results drive the decisions that we're making. Dude, and how so about she's, mm. she's saying that like you might have something that you make a good decision, good decision, yeah, good decision, but a bad result comes out of it. But right. it's important to look and see: is that result the result of the decision that I made, or was that just bad luck that I happened to have? And being able to like discern between the two because if you only let she calls it resulting determine what you do you might actually make a bunch of bad decisions become because of it i think there's probably a resilience story in there too because you can always do like the buyback in in poker where you lose everything how many people are going to like come back and fight back and not just give up and buy back in twice and then all of a sudden win the whole game and she talks a lot about because she is was a professional world champion poker player oh in, dude in my addition to what she her. did Not so my, yeah she she talks about how every like every hand that's at play in a high stakes poker game is worth the amount of money of like a like a three-bedroom house in some of these right. games and you have to make these really intense decisions in a really compressed time frame right but you have to trust what you know about the game. So you might get two bad hands in a row, but that doesn't mean that you need to change your strategy. Right. You, In some cases, you actually need to hold true to the strategy and know that in the long game, you're going to come out on top. It, something like opening a business. like right. A lot of people who we look at who a lot of people consider the most successful people have had multiple businesses that fucking tanked before they found the one that yeah. was awesome. Right. And if they're just like, oh, tried to open a business, didn't work, I'm out of the game. Yeah, those I'm, not, the, I'm not a business owner. It's yeah, not those me. other things are like not allowed to flourish a little bit. I don't know. I'm still. That's I'm good. Still That's in, a good finish. I'm in its infancy, so mm. I'll let everybody know when I finish that. Nice, one. dude. Fuck yeah. Anyway, Cat and Cloud Podcast, we love you. Yeah, we do, man. Bye. <laughs> For sure. The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing shout out to you wilbur curtis their customer service is phenomenal and they just care they care about you they care about me and i care about them and that's why cat cloud podcast is brought to you by wilbur curtis 